Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Well, hello everybody. It's Sandy Weiner, and I am the founder of LastFirstDate.com. I am the dating and relationship coach for women over 40 who want to attract the love of their life in the prime of their life. We have a great show coming up for you today. I'm going to be speaking with my friend and colleague, Erica Etten. She's a dating coach and an online dating expert, and she's going to be talking about how to find love online. She's going to be giving us some great tips, and we'll get to her in just a minute. And as a dating coach myself, it is my mission to help women over 40 recognize and attract a really good man. Um, I get so many emails from women who are dating toxic, bad boys, narcissists, people who are emotionally abusive. Um, It's so important to recognize the good ones and to learn the skills that it takes to make a relationship last. So whether you're going on a first or second or fourth date, It's important that you learn from each and every man you meet on your journey towards finding a lasting, loving relationship. And here's one of the mistakes that I notice over and over again. If you grew up in the 60s and have earned your success in the workplace through hard work and trying to achieve some sense of equality, which happened over the last, like, 40 years, you might be bringing some of that same competitive edge to your dating, and that is a big turnoff to the men that you're attracted to. When you bring that competitive, um, know-it-all kind of attitude and you leave your feminine aside, it can put you in the friend zone, or it can make a man ask himself whether he wants to hire you rather than date you. Um, You want to bring your feminine, and that's something that can be very confusing and um, can be off-putting to women before they realize what what I mean by that. So it's really important how you present yourself on, on your dates. And these types of mistakes can really sabotage your dating success. The problem is that it's very hard to see yourself and your dating behaviors because you're too close to the situation. So that's why I have created a free report where I explain the top three mistakes that midlife daters make and how you can turn them around to find lasting love. That's my gift to you, and if you want your copy, all you have to do is go to lastfirstdate.com and sign up for it on my homepage. I want you to go on your last first date. Today's show is sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. You can listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you like. Get your free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash last first date. And now I'm going to introduce our guest. Erica Etten is the founder of A Little Nudge, where she helps people navigate the world of online dating. Her services include writing a unique profile to get you noticed, helping to choose your best profile pictures, writing emails to get somebody's attention, and planning dates. After working in the finance industry for seven years, Erica realized that her true calling was personal marketing or helping people put their best foot forward online. A Little Nudge has been featured in the Washington Post, NPR, Good Day, Philadelphia, and Ask Men, and Erica currently writes a daily column for Philly.com and JDate, and she just published her first book, and I'll let her tell you all about that. Hi, Erica. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, I'm excited to have you. Um, (laughs) Erica and I met, we met this past a year ago almost i think it was february right when we had right. that conference in florida mm-hmm. it'd be really nice to be going to florida right now no <laughs> Living here on the east coast <laughs> oh my god it's so freezing cold um but um that was so much fun meeting you and i remember sitting outside and having lunch with you and just thinking you were so full of great energy and had had just a, a, a wonderful business i love your business i love the name oh, of it you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um, and so tell us a little bit about 
the book that you just published. Sure. So the book is called Love at First Sight, S-I-T-E. I'm a big fan of wordplay. Um, And Mm -hmm. it really takes you through the online dating process, I'll say, from first clicks to first date. So essentially, it takes you through everything you need to know to make sure you are putting your best foot forward in terms of your profile and your pictures. But then that's not enough because the other part of online dating is being proactive, sending emails and scheduling dates. The point is not to just get attention, it's to get dates. So the, the second half of the book then takes you through you know, how to write emails that do get responses and how to convert from someone being your pen pal to someone being your date. It takes you through all of that. And then finally, it talks about suggestions for first dates and the follow-up after the first date. So it's a, it's a pretty quick read. People have told me they, they read it in an afternoon, and they always say they hear my voice when I'm reading it. So, mm. um, But it's not, you know, an idiot's guide to online dating or anything like that because to make it a little more personal, um, I have stories of my own dating life in there. You know, we all have trials and tribulations, and, you know, it, it's good to hear that other people are going through the same things you are. Yes, I, I particularly loved loved your stories, and I wrote about that Thank in you. my review of your book. Um, that's that's what makes it your voice, and it makes it come alive because there is so much written about online dating, and and a lot of people have the same type of advice, but um, but some some of your advice was a little different. So um, I'm going to get through all the steps in a minute, but I wanted to ask a few questions just before we get into the nitty-gritty of online dating. Um, One is, one of the things that you said that was a little different than some other experts was that phone calls, first phone calls. um, (laughs) I knew that's what you were going to ask. (laughs) (laughs) um, That's probably something you hear a lot. And, And the truth is, so you say that first phone calls are, are sometimes not even a good idea. Um, Correct. And um, so, and and I, if I understand you correctly, um, because sometimes first phone calls don't go well, or um, you know people show up and they're much different on a first date than they would be on a first phone call, um, or people get too attached in a phone call. I mean, tell tell us a little bit about what your thinking is. Um, in terms of not having that first phone call? Sure. So I call, and and everything you said is correct, by the way. Those are all reasons. But I call Mm -hmm. a phone call an obstacle to the first date. I also call too much emailing before a first date an obstacle and texting before a first date. So a lot of people have a tendency to set up obstacles for themselves and never actually get to the first date. So I think of it, you know, you're in a race and you have three hurdles to jump over. The first is emailing someone. The second is maybe that phone call or a text. And then the last is the date. Um, I want to knock down those hurdles before before they knock you down. So the reason mm-hmm. I don't recommend a phone call before the first date is because exactly like you said, um, we're very inclined to judge people based on their phone persona. Not everyone is good on the phone. In fact, most people I know are not good on the phone. So if we judged everyone based on how they come off on the phone, it's it's a bit of an unfair judgment because you can't read facial expression. You certainly can't gauge physical chemistry over the phone. It's impossible. Second, what are you going to talk about on the first date if you've talked about it on the phone already? So, so I like the first date to be a chance to get to know each other, not the phone call. Because, again, you know, while it might be nice to know a few things before you get on that date, still anything before the in-person meeting almost doesn't count because chemistry is that wild card. You have it or you don't. And I would rather just people get face-to-face as soon as they can so they could decide one way or another whether they like each other or not. If you do, great. You haven't wasted any time. You can keep seeing each other. And if you don't like each other, then great. You've met sooner. So you haven't spent this time on the phone getting to know someone where there's just, you know, no connection. Right. So all of those are good points. And I, I actually have had dates where I didn't talk on the phone first. and But I did exchange a few emails and got the sense mm-hmm. of who that person was. Um, you certainly don't want to show up on a date without knowing anything about a person. I mean, I think that's, totally agree. that's people's... <laughs> right. So so a lot of people... And that's, that's what leads to burnout um, often is that you end up not vetting properly and you you go on so many bad dates that you just give up. So... 
You don't want that yeah. to happen either. I think there's a fine um, line between not vetting and, and vetting too much. You know, because you vet too much, you do have um, you have a false sense of intimacy with this person. You think that you know them when reality, in reality you've never met. Um, but then I, I agree, there's a certain amount of vetting, and I do believe that the online dating profile and a few emails back and forth can do that vetting. At least in the emails, you know, can this person string together a complete sentence? You know, does he or she perhaps have my sense of humor? Things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a popular dating coach who <clears throat> says that the first email, well, the, well, this guy who says two two two, I'm not going to mention his name. Okay. Um, you probably know who I'm talking about. Um, he actually just did a TED talk, a TEDx talk on this, and said that the first phone call should be like your first date. And um, if you spend a lot of time, actually there, there's more than one dating coach who says really get to know somebody before you meet them in person. And there's there's a couple who works together in the dating mm-hmm. industry who, who met that way. They, they mm-hmm. exchanged several phone calls and several emails, and they said, well, you know, by the time they met, they felt like they had already almost fallen in love with each other. So, you know, it can happen. It, it can happen. I think more often what you said is true, that people build a false sense of intimacy or they really don't do well on a phone call. And so... Um, I have had clients who tell me all the time I'm terrible on the phone. Exactly. So, yeah, and I so I would I I have advised them to let let a guy know that um that they would rather meet in person or keep the phone call really really short. Um Yeah. If if you're going to do a phone call, I I'm certainly not discouraging anyone who feels for safety reasons more comfortable having that phone call first, but I will say mm-hmm. if you're going to do the phone call and this is what I tell my clients, assuming you want to go on that date, Make sure to arrange the date. Keep the call short. Make sure to arrange the date by the end of the phone call because that way you don't have to have um, coordination calls after that. You can just have that one call, schedule the date, and then you have the date on the calendar. Mm-hmm. So if a man doesn't schedule the date, what would you advise a woman to do? I didn't. What did you say? If, if the guy doesn't schedule the date, oh. would you advise the woman to schedule the date or so suggest actually, that they meet, what would you do? Yes. I, I, I tell my female clients to suggest that they meet without saying, let's meet next Tuesday. So a soft way to suggest meeting over email, and then I'll do one for over the phone, is over an email, let's say someone is trying to have what I call an e-relationship with you, a, a pen pal. They're not moving it to a relationship. You could say something like, I'm really enjoying these emails. Um, do you think we should meet next week? Uh, for a drink to get to know each other. That way, it's not overbearing. It's not pushy. It's just, I want to move this to in-person. Can you even say that? Yeah, I'd love to move this to an in-person meeting. Over the phone, Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed chatting with you. I'd love to do it again in person if you're up for it. That's not Mm -hmm. overbearing at all. It's just honest. Yeah, it's it's not aggressive, and it's not not arranging the date, which is why I liked it when I saw what you wrote. I, I suggest uh-huh. something similar. Um, I think right. that women women tend to take control in the wrong ways and often not in the right ways. So they'll try to control, you know, call me more often, you know, make commands and demands of a man, which is such a turnoff. And yet when it right. comes to just being assertive, you know, just saying, hey, I'd love to meet you instead of be your pen pal, um, you know, so many people. That's one of the biggest frustrations in online dating. Is that one of your biggest complaints too? That that people just don't seem to want to get off email or move it to the next step. Yes, and the thing is, though, you know, when people complain to me about that, I don't know whether the person just doesn't know. They don't know when the appropriate time to ask someone out is, or they don't want to. So I say. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Assume they have no idea what they're doing, which most people don't, and suggest it because they don't necessarily know that that's what you want in a timely fashion. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's a couple I know who met on J-Date. She asked him out, and he was thrilled. He said, oh, my gosh, I didn't want to be too upfront. I didn't know how soon to ask her out. So I say, assume that. Assume cluelessness because 
it makes everyone feel a little better, and it makes people feel more comfortable suggesting it, just assuming that the other person doesn't know. I like that assume cluelessness because most yeah. people assume the worst. They assume exactly. that the person's assume lazy. The worst. Or, they're not real. Yeah. They're a catfish. They're lazy. They're this. They're that. Just mm-hmm. assume they also are in this gray area. They don't know how to do it, and they need a little push too. Mm-hmm. It's true. I just I just had um, a Find Love Online um, course that I just taught which was a virtual course. And for mm-hmm. my final session, I had a man panel, and I brought in um, three men to talk to my women. And mm-hmm. it was so interesting. So one was um, the man I'm dating, my new boyfriend. Another okay. was my um, a client's boyfriend, and they've been together for three years. And the third was a man who's single, who was also on my radio show and had talked about going on a 1,000 dates in 13 years, and um, it really it was not about being like a serial dater because he is a pretty uh-huh. serious guy. And um, and so one of the questions one of the women asked was, is it okay for women to ask men out? And all three men were like, yeah, I'd be so flattered. Oh, my God. Of course. Of course. course. flattered when a beautiful woman yeah. asks you out. <laughs> yeah. But, but there is something also to the um, – the chase a little bit to not being so ag- aggressive or so um, I don't know there's 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 something in the psychology of people <laughs> that when you're not as available you become a little bit more valuable. Yeah, um, I mean that. What do you that, think about that? I mean that's the book, right? So you know they say don't call someone back, don't do. That. I think I think <laughs> that's a load of you know what. Um, I think games are silly. Uh, so we're mm-hmm. all adults, and I say if you like someone, show them. And if they want that chase, they're probably not the right person for you because at a certain point you have to just be vulnerable and show someone that you're interested. And um, that chase can only last so long. I, I, I tell my clients to, to talk to the other person the next day when they like each other because why not? You only live once. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree that there's something to be said for the psychology of it, and you don't want to come off as too aggressive or desperate or anything like that. But on the other hand, there's a way to just say, hey, I like you, and that is okay. Mm-hmm. I actually did that with my boyfriend. Um, there you I go. Asked him to be, <laughs> yeah, I, I asked him to be exclusive after a few weeks because I realized that there was a great connection, and I didn't want to date anybody else anymore. I, it was just like, let's just focus here. I was tired of all these first dates that didn't go anywhere. And if you've got a good connection, go for it, you know? Exactly. And I don't think it's a secret that most women want the the guy to, to take charge, to initiate the first date, to initiate the second date, exclusivity, things like that. But I will mm-hmm. say, so, and I'm old-fashioned in that way. It is the preference. But I will say there's something to be said for also being able to ask for what you want. We sort of touched on that before, but I'm sure you get a lot of complaints, too, from women. Either he texts too much or I don't know where I stand or it's this big guessing game. And I always say, well, did you tell him you don't want to text as much or did mm-hmm. you ask where things stand? And if the answer is no, then I I suggest that they do that because, No one's a mind reader, right? And, yeah, we all want people to do certain things, but unless they explicitly know that, they can't do those things. Exactly. Yeah, you have to ask for what you want. You have to be be clear about what you want, too. Mm -hmm. So so speaking of that, the whole online dating experience is really about putting your best foot forward and, and, you know, showing up in the best way possible way because it is like marketing it is like a a quick run through people are shopping online like they shop they shop for dates like they shop for clothes mm-hmm. and um and if you stand out it's going to make a difference i was just reviewing a client's photos today and she had four photos that she gave me two of them look like she had gray hair two look like she had dark hair and okay. when I mentioned that, she said, well, actually, they're all the same. It's the way the light hit it. I said, well, men are going to pick up on that. 
and 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 she agreed. She said, you know, men are visual, and they are. I mean, we're visual too, but I think men are a little bit more um, concerned about looks first. Women, I think, are a little more forgiving. Um, what's your experience? That's true. With that? There was actually a study on that a few years ago, mm-hmm. and it's not statistically significant. Um, I'm a former economist, so I have to say things like that. But, um, <laughs> but <laughs> there was an eye tracking study where a company took some eye tracking software, which means they can record where your eyes go on the computer screen. And mm-hmm. they only did it with, I, I believe it was 21 people, and um, compared men to women, how long the men looked at the picture versus the profile and how long the women looked at the picture versus the profile. Exactly what you just said. Women are a little more forgiving. We're 50-50 picture profile. Men are 80-20 picture profile. So it's important to have good pictures. Yeah, really important. <laughs> so... um <laughs> yeah, so let's go down the list of like priorities. So, would you say photos are number one? Photos are number one. Yeah. I, okay. Less and more what what photos? What photos do you think are are would you say are the most effective? How many? What are your suggestions? So I recommend three to five photos. A lot of people do use more than that. Do you know how many photos Match.com allows? Oh, twenty six. Yeah, that's crazy. Photos. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. a whole Facebook album. That is not. That's like that's like your picture. You know, your photo album to Greece last year. That's not uh, an online dating profile. So I only mm-hmm. recommend three to five. Um, the first one should be a nice, clear shot of your face. Uh, that way, when you come up as a thumbnail on any of the sites, whether it's an, an actual site like the Match.com or the Harmony or one of the apps like. Tinder or Hinge or anything like that, um, which okay. a lot of my younger clients use, uh, you come up as this tiny little thumbnail. And if you don't have a nice, clear shot of your face, people won't even get as far as clicking. You want to make sure people can mm-hmm. see what you look like. If it's blurry or too far away, uh, people will just pass you by because they can't see you. Um, the second one should be a nice full body shot of yourself, at least three quarters. Again, like we were talking about before, people do assume the worst, unfortunately. So if there's something you're not showing, people will assume there's a reason and not a good reason for it. So if you do show all headshots of yourself, people already have in their head what they think the rest of you looks like, even if that's not true. So it's important to show up. Yeah, actually the the men on my man panel said that, um, that they they often will bypass just headshots because they assume that either you're, yeah, that you're trying to hide something. Exactly. And then lastly, mm-hmm. um, a photo of you doing something interesting. And the reason I recommend that, and I'll give some ideas, is because a lot of times people will look at a profile and like what they see but not know what to write in that initial email. And by putting an interesting picture up there, you give them what I call email bait, which is something they can essentially latch on to and ask you a question about. So, for example, mm-hmm. in my old online dating profile, I had a picture of myself singing. Um, and I got a lot of emails, where are you singing? Are you a professional singer? Are you singing at you know, a sporting event? What, what is that? And that way it mm-hmm. gave people a really easy way to contact me when perhaps they wouldn't have known how before. So other examples, I'm sure you have examples of this too. Um, other examples clients have used have been one of my female clients played ice hockey, <laughs> so she had herself in her gear, which was kind of interesting. Um, hmm. One gentleman... Had it was his caption that made it interesting. He had himself in a pair of plaid pants and said, "These are my once a year pants." So everyone emailed him and said, "Well, what day of the year do you wear those pants?" So, mm. so it's something oh, that's that generates great. conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love those photos, and um, I have had one up on my site where it was a picture taken at a wedding. And uh-huh. I was next to my father, who was sitting in his walker. So he was down, and I was, I was like, we were both looking at the couple, and okay. I was, I was holding my father's hand and smiling. And someone had captured the photo. I put it up on Facebook once, and people were like, "Oh my God, love this photo!" And so I said, "I'll stick it up on J Date." And uh-huh. I got more comments on that one because it showed compassion, it showed kindness. It gave people an idea about who I was without me having to say that I'm kind and compassionate, and um, you know. So it's it's um, 
you know, it wasn't as much about the event as it was about the emotion. Sure. And it, it got a lot of people asking questions. Yeah, and, and commenting. particularly... That's what you want. Right. Exactly. So, um, so those are great tips. So we've got the photos, and keep it to a minimum. Don't put a whole gigantic album up. I, I think people oh forget gosh. that... Yeah, that... that that your online dating profile is really just a peek into who you are, and it's to exactly. intrigue somebody to ask you out and find out more. And yeah, you know, last get me night started. I, was, <laughs> I, <laughs> I once got an email that was. I, I, I mean, I um, yeah, I got an email from a guy. This was years ago on a site where he had. I don't even know how they allowed it on the site. He ha- he must have had like pages of of information up on his profile. He had okay. his favorite poems. Oh he had goodness. his entire life story. And his first email to me was asking me to go to his daughter's wedding with him. What? Um, that he was, <laughs> the guy was crazy. Um, but, yeah, he assumed that he knew <laughs> me because he read my profile. And he said, I'm coming into New York. He, he lived in Canada. I'm coming into New York, and I, I just think it would be great if you were my date um, at my daughter's wedding. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? So, <laughs> so wow, um, yeah. But pe- so last night I was on a um, on this forum on Facebook for singles. I, I like to look through people's questions. Uh huh. I don't know if you've ever gone on. They have they have Jewish singles forums through. They have some from like J Date alumni and um, all kinds. Of, I mean, they have singles forums for all kinds of singles. Um, but they're uh-huh. they're really entertaining, and I get a lot of good fodder from my blogs from them. <laughs> um, so, one of them was talk- this guy was talking about how long is your profile essay, and he said, "Mine's really long. It's like a novel, um, and and some women are turned off by it, but that's okay." And I was—I didn't want to write to him. I just feel like when I when I write to people, they just assume I'm looking for business, and I'm not. I'm just like, right. dude, I want to help. You know, why are you sabotaging <laughs> yourself? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. People have short attention spans. They're sitting at their desk mm-hmm. all day at work, looking at their computer. The last thing they want to do when they get home is read your novel, because it almost seems a bit self-indulgent on the part of the writer, right? If if he's writing this whole novel about himself. God, he thinks pretty highly of himself, right? Or mm-hmm. maybe he's compensating for something. Again, we assume things. Right. And nobody I know reads those long profiles. I don't care if you won the Nobel Prize. Nobody will know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, one other question about photos before we get into the profile essay. Um, uh-huh. So I recommend that people don't use any photos that appear anywhere else on the web because people can do a Google, a Google, Google image, image search, search on them. Yeah. Um, do you recommend that also? I haven't in the past. That's a really good question. Um, that's a really good question. A, a fellow dating coach, uh, actually, I saw once she had posted on Facebook something funny that had happened to her. She was on a, a dating site herself. And I'm getting to your question. But um, <laughs> somebody Google image searched her, found out she was a dating coach, and thought she was faking who she was, thought she was, like, catfishing. And she's like, no, it's actually mm-hmm. really me. But they did that, and they looked her up and knew everything about her. So that's not something I've gotten into, um, telling people don't use anything else, anything that's somewhere else on the web. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't go that far. I don't want people to have to worry about it too much and worry that someone's searching them and stalking them and all that. So it's not a bad idea to think about. It's just not advice I give. Mhm. I just think that people Google search everybody. I mean, it's it's so common for people to Google people before they meet and it is. And again, I think you can also find out things that may be totally irrelevant and turn you off before meeting someone. Um you know, people things will come up and they may not even be totally accurate. And I feel the same way about about asking people like referrals for a date um I remember years and years ago I had there was somebody who I had met through a matching site and they had mm-hmm. it we found out on a first phone call he lived out of town so 
we found out that we had a friend in common, and I called that friend. I had just started dating after my divorce. I called the friend, and I said, so can you tell me anything about him? Is he a nice guy? And he goes, I don't know. I, I knew him in college. Like, I don't really know him anymore. And so it was irrelevant information, um, and that's often the case. People don't know what a person's like on a date. They may know what they're like playing baseball with you. Um, right. So what's your... Yeah, what's your advice on on asking other people for, like, a referral or what they think? I actually agree with you there. Unless someone proactively tells you something very negative about someone, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't base too much on people's referrals because, you know, they may have just been in a bad relationship before. So I actually know someone who wasn't the best boyfriend to somebody, and then he was in a new relationship, and he was wonderful. So, you know, Mm -hmm. had the new relationship listened to the former one, she would have never given that person a chance. So um, I do think it's important to make your own assessment about that person. It is really easy to formulate many thoughts about someone after Googling them or looking on Facebook. I actually tell people if they're going to do it, I mean, I can't stop people, but just do it to Mm -hmm. a minimum or don't do it. if they're not doing the Google image search, which I hope people are not, but I know some people are, I don't recommend giving your um, last name before the date. You don't need to. Uh-huh. Um, you can keep all of the communication on the dating site. Um, even if you exchange phone numbers, that doesn't have your last name in there. You don't need to change it. Uh, exchange personal email addresses. So the person doesn't have your full name, and I I do advise my clients not to give them the full name before the date. Yeah, I agree, although I have... I have friends who really want that information up front so they can find out more, and I, I recommend against that. <clears throat> but no good I can think come you need that, to, right? All yeah, they're looking to do you, is find things wrong. They're not going online to say, oh, what awards has he won or she won. They're going to find, oh, is he a criminal, right? So you're only yeah. looking for negative. <laughs> yeah, it's true, talk. and that's that's a really, really important point, the whole um, trying to rule people out piece of dating because I think so much about dating is judging what's wrong with somebody instead of what's right and Exactly. That's a whole yeah, that's a whole other I show. I mean we could talk but, for a whole um, other hour about it. <laughs> yes. It's totally and you know, I don't know if you caught the New York Times article um this past weekend there was this great article and I want to write Modern a piece about one. it. Yeah. Um, yeah I did. Was it about the 36 With questions? The, the questions, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wasn't that great? It was so interesting. Yeah, Should we? do you want to explain it a little for people who haven't Yeah, I, I'll talk a little bit about it, um, and then I have to take a quick break to give a shout-out. And we have a caller who's um, who wants to ask a question, so we'll get to them in a minute. Um, okay. Yeah, the article was, um, was about a, um, a study that was done by a psychologist, I think, um, who... Um, gave out questions to people to see if they could form a connection, like a deep connection through 36 questions and whether whether it was possible to fall in love by choosing to fall in love. Is that is that accurate? I'm, I'm just remembering yeah. pieces of it. Um, and, and they found that you could actually, um, with these types of questions, because they were very vulnerable and, and um, help somebody get to know the other person really quickly, plus there's this uh, one of the pieces of the exercise is to stare into someone's eyes for like four minutes, which is uh-huh. really hard to do, and it's very intimate. And, um, and so the story was written by this woman who did it with a friend of hers um, who she was attracted to, and it turns out he was attracted to her, and, and this, this exercise helped them to really fall in love with each other. And so it's it's basically um, that you make these deep connections with somebody by being deliberate and by choosing to focus on the positives and be vulnerable with each other. Um, is that? Do you think I did I leave anything? That sounded out? about right. That sounded about okay. right. Now I'm not saying I necessarily agree with everything in there because I think these two people already started at a point of attraction. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think there's something to be said for you know give start someone at a hundred. Or, or start someone at zero, and they can only go up. Not start them at a hundred, and they can only go down. Right? Innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Same thing with dating. Really great until proven otherwise. Not, you know, mm-hmm. 
So I agree. Know, I agree. It, it's really um, important and, to look at I, the positives. Yes, and to give people more than one date if there is some positive. Oh my gosh. We're going to get to yes. that too because you have some great stories about that. So, <laughs> um, okay, so quick break. I want to give another shout out to Audible.com, our radio sponsor. They are the leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information with over 150,000 titles that you can choose from. And um, if you sign up at our show URL, which is audibletrial.com forward slash last first date, you're going to get a free audiobook and one month trial of the service for free. So some of the books that are on the bestseller list at Audible right now are Gone Girl, which um, did it win this week on one of the Golden Globes. I know it was up for an award. Um, I didn't see it, but... um, Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking by Susan Cain, one of my favorites. I love promoting her work because um, introverts are very misunderstood and some of the top leaders in our country are introverts. Um, The Alchemist, which is one of the best books on, on having an internal journey, a spiritual journey, which is an important part of dating, really knowing yourself. Um, There's a book called Deal Breakers by Dr. Bethany Marshall that I thought was really good for um, knowing when to work on your relationship and when to walk away from it. And uh, The Goldfinch, which was on many people's book club books um, this year, is on there. Just tons of books. Check out audibletrial.com forward slash last first date, and you can get your free month and free audiobook and Thank you for your support of our radio sponsor, Audible, and for giving yourself the gift of spoken audio entertainment. Um, Okay, so back to Erica Etten, and I'm going to take our caller's question right now. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi, do you have a question? Hi, is this Dan? Excuse me? Is this Dan? <laughs> Is this Dan? You might have no. the wrong number. <laughs> you got the wrong number. Thank Wait, you. But do you have what? a dating question? You're on air. Oh, I just okay. unmuted I muted them. Okay, so somebody else has a question, I think, here. <laughs> Hi, do you have a question oh. for the show? Um. Yeah, basically, I've been in a relationship for uh, about three years now. Um, can you hear me? Yes, yep. I can. Okay. So this this is kind of weird, okay, but before I was with her, I was with her sister. I know it's kind of weird. It's weird. And I still talk to her sister. Um, basically, you know, it's pretty serious. Like, I mean, she wants to have my kids and everything. So I plan on doing that. What I want to know is if, you know, she gets pregnant um, and, you know, she has the child, is it, well, okay, is it okay to eat the after? (laughs) Okay. He's off the show. Um, Okay. So, Erica, let's talk about profile essays. <laughs> I didn't even um, hear the last thing, but... I yeah, it, it was not going someplace good. So, um, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about... Um, <laughs> let's talk about how to create your best profile essay. What, do, what are some of your top okay. tips? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, if it makes you feel better, I, I once had a caller call into my show who... Um, Talked about his foot fetish. <laughs> oh, oh, I've had I've had worse, but we can talk about yeah. that offline. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So your profile. So first of all, I will say, um, as basic as this sounds, it's really important to have someone proofread for you, or just make sure you're really editing well, because uh, people will judge. Some people will judge based on a typo or. Uh, or a misspelling or something like that. So just make sure simple things are fixed. 
Um, and then since we were talking about the length of the profile before, I call it the Goldilocks approach, right? You don't want too short. You don't want too long. You just want just right. So <laughs> too short is a few sentences, maybe two sentences. I don't think I could learn much about anyone in two sentences. Um, too long is what this gentleman was telling you, that his profile is a novel and he knows it's a hindrance. So that's obviously too long. What's just right? So let's say you're on Match.com, which has one big box that's me and who I'm looking for. So it includes the part that you need to write about yourself and who you're looking for. Some sites like JDate and OkCupid uh, and eHarmony split those up into separate questions. Um, so for something like Match, I recommend two short paragraphs about yourself and one short paragraph about what you're looking for. And when I say short paragraphs, maybe that's four sentences, maybe it's five sentences each it's bite-sized, bite-sized chunks. You want a paragraph spacing between each one. The eye, it, it, the eye can read more easily. Paragraph spacing, so if you lump it all together, um, people aren't going to read it. So um, we, we can talk about content in just a sec, but as for the length, it's just really important. If it looks too long, if it looks daunting, then it's time to shorten it. Err on the side of being too short than too long. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of content... Um, you just want to make sure that you're standing out. So since everyone we know uses an online dating site now, um, it's really easy to get lost in the crowd. I think we've all read profiles that sound something like, uh, I like I like to laugh and have fun. Um, I'm just as comfortable in a little black dress or a tux as I am jeans and a T-shirt. I love going uh-huh. out on the town, but I also enjoy sitting home with a movie and a glass of wine. I'm close to my family and friends. I mean, we've all read uh-huh. that. I mean, you could say all that stuff. I could say all that stuff. Probably anyone listening could say all that, and it would be true for everyone. Right. So as a little uh-huh. exercise, I say let's say you're on a bus or something or you're on a train or plane or automobile, whatever, um, and you look to the person next to you who's a stranger, and you think to yourself, could this stranger have written the exact same profile that I wrote? If the answer is yes, it's time to change it. So... Get as specific as you can. Let's say you like to cook. Think about what do I like to cook? And that way it's specific. So if I write I like to cook, someone might write to me, oh, great, I like to cook too. But if I write I make this really amazing um, baked brie for parties, I would get a Mm -hmm. lot of questions. You know, what do you put in your baked brie? Do you host a lot of parties? That sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. You know, anything like that. Or I have a good recipe for baked Camembert, I don't know. I made that up. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm picturing the supermarket in my head. But um, but just something to delve into the specifics. And it is important to keep it on the lighter side. You know, someone will get to know you in person, and they can know all of the serious things about you. But the profile is not the place to be dwelling on very serious topics, very deep thought. I do like to keep them light and breezy because that's what catches mm-hmm. someone's attention, and you want the date. Once you're on a date, it's all you. But to get that date, you have to have a profile that somebody wants to read. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Agree. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of what you said at the beginning, those are all filler things that make you generic. And just get rid of any filler, anything. Any could, filler. Uh, yeah. It's just exactly. get right down to the, to the nitty-gritty. <laughs> exactly. And I also say avoid... I call them empty adjectives, words like I'm funny or I'm intelligent or I'm attractive or any adjectives that you can't really prove until someone's met you in person. So, for example, I think I'm funny. I'm sure, Sandy, you think you're funny. We are both funny, but are we the Mm -hmm. same kind of funny? Probably not, Um, and that's okay, but... Everyone, you know, everyone thinks wonderful things about themselves. So rather than saying I'm funny, how about say something funny? I love puns. Mm-hmm. Um, the favorite joke I ever made was about someone once asked me whatever happened to city scent, and I said, I don't know, inflation? Like, that's my kind of joke. Mm-hmm. So if I put that ridiculousness <laughs> in the profile, somebody will understand that my humor is cheesy. If they don't like that, that's okay. But I didn't just mm-hmm. say I'm funny. Right. Um, a lot of people have a tendency to do that, and... It, it ends up meaning nothing because we just mm-hmm. we don't know if that's actually true. And attractive, I mean, obviously that's subjective, right? So mm-hmm. 
that'll take looking at the picture to decide for yourself if somebody's attractive. Exactly. Oh, my God, so many people write that they're attractive. It's just, oh, my goodness gracious, I know. Uh, <laughs> so no need to list your, your body stats either. Um, somebody can decide from the picture. And <laughs> I also don't care for the profiles, and this is not something I wrote in my book, but I don't care for the profiles that go on and on and on about how much you work out because, again, <laughs> one, somebody can look at the picture. And, of course, while healthy living is really important and, you know, if that's the main part of your life, sure, talk about it. But it almost at a certain point seems to be compensating for something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't agree. go on and, and I on think a lot of Yeah. And a lot of people do work out excessively because they're bored and don't have a relationship. So. I mean, um, maybe. I, I never wrote a thing yeah, about who knows? out in my own profile because I figured, you know, someone can take a look. I'm petite. And if they decide for themselves that I'm in good shape, great. I don't need to talk mm-hmm. about that I go to a gym and, you know, took a Zumba class once. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait, you know, there's going to be that Zumba-loving man who missed your profile because you didn't write that, Erica. Oh, you know, well, Zumba was actually, there was a study on the match data from 2014, and Zumba was the word that had the biggest increase in the number of uses this year. Um, Yes, I did see that. Yeah, Zumba, and then apparently everyone else was talking about travel being down to earth, which is no surprise. Mm. So that just reiterates Mm -hmm. The part about differentiating yourself. Yes, dump the travel down to earth and Zumba. Okay, so <laughs> exactly. Let's. Uh, I don't want to miss out on all the steps. I think we. So we've talked about the the photos and the and the essay. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so so yeah. What what else do you want to share with us about you know what are the most important steps people can take to really maximizing their online dating experience? Sure. Well, I think a lot of people think that just by going on, good things are going to happen. So even if you do have a wonderful profile and pictures, I hate to say it, but that's only half the battle. The other half is being really proactive about online dating, and that means sending emails. Um, Sandy, I, I don't. Do you advise? I advise both men and women to send emails. Do you too? Absolutely. Okay, oh good. my Thank God. Goodness. So many women don't write emails. Oh, goodness and gracious. They just, I know. Yeah, that's another place where they're too passive. So absolutely, exactly. yeah. And let's say you're job searching. You're not going to wait for your dream job to come knock on your door. The same thing with your dream person. We have to go for what mm-hmm. you want. And, again, I'm not saying be aggressive about it, but it's just sending an email to catch someone's attention. So I will say for every good email, there are three parts. One is something about that person that caught your eye, something about you and how it relates to that thing you're writing about, and end with a question. So Mm -hmm. as an example, um, and humor is always good too. As an example of a pretty pretty standard email you could write, let's say the person plays tennis and so do you. Um, You could say, hi, I came across your profile recently and really enjoyed what you had to say, especially where you mentioned that you play tennis. Um, I used to play in college, but haven't picked up my racket in years, and I'm always looking for excuses to dust it off. Um, do you play for fun or professional or competitively? Mm-hmm. That's a good email. I like that. Yeah. You know, it engages it someone. Makes... It shows that you actually read the profile, and it ends with a question. Right, and it's short and to the point, and you don't talk about everything you saw in his profile. No, pick one or two things. I always tell people to read a profile and find one or two things to latch on to, right? Because half the time people don't even remember what they wrote in their own profiles, um, which is bad. So <laughs> if that's the case, <laughs> update your profile. Um, but, no, just find a, one or two things to latch on to and, and write about that. And then it makes it really easy. You know, you see that the person loves to, <laughs> to travel. Um, you know, let's say they list Barcelona as one of those travel locations. That's the thing you can latch on to, you know. Oh, I noticed Barcelona in your travel locations. Um, I actually went there two years ago and loved it. Maybe I shouldn't tell you that I love my ham and cheese considering we're on J-Date. Um, did you have a favorite food there? That's a pretty good email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. It's just a little open door. And the question part is what people often forget, too, is 
people just sometimes go, hi, I like your profile. <laughs> exactly, and that's okay. a copy paste job. The worst thing is to just copy yeah. and paste the same email to everyone because mm-hmm. even if you seem great, the person knows you put no effort into it. And is it time-consuming to write a unique email for everyone? Yeah, but it's worth it. Mhm. And and you don't you're not writing eighty thousand emails a week. You know you're choosing a few people to write to. And so how many would you recommend like people write to weekly or daily until they start to um, get some traction? It depends on what your kind of your personality because some people want dates all the time and some want one a week. So it really depends. Um, generally, response rates are not that high. That's just the name of the game. Say if you're getting mm-hmm. a twenty percent response rate, that's not bad at all. I'd rather get four out of twenty responses than two out of ten. So I always err on mm-hmm. the side of recommending to send more. Um I'd say at a minimum send five emails a week. But mm-hmm. I would put it actually into your calendar because a lot of people, you know, they get home at the end of the day, they're tired, they don't want to do it. So I'd say whatever works best for you, less how many emails do I send, but more Scheduling time to sit down at your computer to do online dating. Maybe that's an hour twice a week. Maybe it's 15 minutes every night. Maybe it's two hours on Sunday evenings. Uh, whatever works for you, but just commit to doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah, you got to have an action plan. Um, yeah, Sunday night's the busiest yeah. time for online dating, so if you're going to do it, I would do it Sunday night. Yeah, that's so true. And and the first Sunday night in January was the yep. busiest. <laughs> yes, you wrote about it's it. It's people. Yeah, it's just really funny. Um, So what else is really important? So we've got profile, photos, essays, emails. And And then the date. The date, right. So you have some good first date ideas. Yeah. So first I want to talk a little about just transitioning to the date. Yeah, that's important. Um, Yeah, just from the email. I mean, there's not much to say about it except don't email for too long. Um, just like with mm-hmm. the phone call we were talking about before, um, you you don't want it to go on and on and on without having met the person. So anything more than three emails back and forth, uh, and that, that I mean three on each side, is too many. So at that point, somebody should ask the other to meet. Um, again, yeah, it's, it would be nice if all the gentlemen out there who are looking for women um, asked first, but sometimes that doesn't happen. So a good way to say it is, you know, as I was saying, so I'm really enjoying these emails. Should we meet over a, a mm-hmm. glass of wine next week to get to know each other? Or I'd love mm-hmm. to move this to an in-person meeting, anything like that. Or I'll tell you when we meet <laughs> if we ask the question. <laughs> something, to, uh-huh. just something to show. You know, I've even had clients write, you know, I can answer that question, but gosh, my answer would be so much better in person. <laughs> so whatever it mm-hmm. takes to suggest meeting. Um, and then I do only recommend drinks or coffee for a first date. Is that the same advice you give? Yeah, keep it short. Keep it keep it not expensive. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I always I've yeah. had I've had first dates that have been um, different. And again, like um, the person I'm seeing now, we had spoken three times on the phone. Um, we got to know each other pretty well, and. You know, it's it's something that so that's why there's there's no hard and fast rules, but we had a great connection from the beginning, and so when we sure. finally met, he he had to drive an hour, and um, so we met for dinner. So if it's somebody locally and you can meet really quickly and easily, then I think it's I think you know drinks or even I've met somebody in a public park, you know, where it's it's sure. very public, not a private thing, but just take a walk. You know, You're not go for a cup of coffee. And, on a first date? Just kidding. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but shockingly, people do. People invite yeah, people over, and yeah, don't do that. Don't give out your address. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're not idea. giving out your last name, you're not giving out your address. Um, exactly. You're not exactly. giving. Yeah. Um, so I would so, yeah, say for the first date. Good. Yeah, I always say you can always add dinner, but you can't take it back, mm-hmm. right? So. I, I love leaving the option open for dinner. You like each mm-hmm. other, why not continue the date? But you have an easy way out if you don't want to be there longer than the one coffee or the one drink. I do say stay yeah. for that one drink or coffee because people do take time to loosen up. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't want to judge within 15 minutes unless he or she does something horrible or offensive. 
you don't want to give up. And a lot of people tend to um, shut down if they don't feel a connection immediately. But I would say rather mm-hmm. than shutting down, just change your mindset a little. What can I learn in the next hour? You know, maybe mm-hmm. this could be business contact. Maybe he or she can help me in some way. Or who knows, maybe I'll get some restaurant recommendations, whatever it is. So it's just readjusting rather than turning off because I'm sure you have clients too where they go and they're just like, mm, not into it, all right. Mm-hmm. And the other person picks up on that, and then that's not fun for anybody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Your energy so leaks out of you. Uh, you know, all the negativity is just so obvious. Um, whether you think the person sitting across from you picks it up or not, they do. Exactly. So both positive and negative energy. And so, yeah, that's that's a really good, important point. Um, exactly. And I love the story that you share in your book about the man that you didn't think was too funny and then his emails were really funny and you gave him another chance and you ended up yep. dating him for over a year. So yep. it's a, a, there are so many stories like that where the first two dates were awful. Like the guy did something and, or, you know, the woman thought that he was a jerk and then turns out he was great. They got married. Um, you know, there's just, just so many great stories about not, not making your first impression be the only impression um, because people don't always show their whole, all the sides of themselves right away. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I was actually just thinking about that story today. Oh gosh, he's mm. so boring. And then he sent us the cutest emails <laughs> and I thought, all right, why not? Yeah, we dated for a year and a half. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that. And so, yeah, you gave him a chance and you saw that there was another side to him that he didn't express on the date. Exactly. And he told me later he was just really nervous. And I respected mm-hmm. that. I respected that he told me. Yeah, that's good. And that's, see, that's vulnerability. That's that's being able to admit that you're nervous. It's it's actually endearing sometimes to hear. I, I thought it was. Well, it was endearing is. after mm-hmm. I liked him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Um, okay, so so we got to the first date, and it's short. And then um, what would you tell people to say at the end of a date to uh, if they do like somebody or if they don't like somebody? Do you have any recommendations? I do. So I'll start with the negative and end on a high note. So let's say you're not <laughs> you're not up for seeing that person again. I would just say this. You know, it was really great meeting you. Thank you so much. Um, mm-hmm. A big pet peeve, men have if they have paid for the first date, which people have many thoughts about, but I do recommend that the gentleman pays for the first date. Um, Mm -hmm. A big pet peeve they have is when women don't thank them properly. So please Mm -hmm. do make sure to thank him. Um, So yeah, you're not interested. It was great meeting you. Thanks so much. I wouldn't go as far as saying best of luck because that's well clear. It's a little bit rude. So um, (laughs) great meeting you. Thanks so much. Um, If you Mm -hmm. do like somebody... Show them. Um, it was great meeting you. Would love to do it again sometime. It was great meeting mm-hmm. you. Can't wait till next time. Yeah, that way yeah. It, I recommend it, the it, same it, thing. Yeah, both men and women need that little extra bit of confidence to know that the other person felt the same way. Because often mm-hmm. it happens that, um, and maybe this happens to your male clients too, where they're kind of, disheartened after the first date because they don't know how the woman feels and they assume she's not interested and then they don't ask her out again. In reality, mm-hmm. she did want to go out again. Well, just, you know, encourage somebody. Encourage somebody. And not that, you know, men or women are fragile flowers or anything like that, but it is nice to give someone that little boost so they know you want it. I love it. And it's so important. And people don't say it enough. Um, so, this has been great. This hour just flew by. I can't believe we only have a minute by. left. I can't believe so, it. Um, yeah, maybe we'll have you back um, because there's so much to say. And so um, thank you. And if you want to just give a shout-out to um, let people know how to find you. You bet. So first of all, thank you for having me. I have been looking forward to this all day. Um, oh, my pleasure. <laughs> my my company is called A Little Nudge, and you can find it online, a com, N-U-D-G-E, not nudge. Um, <laughs> and my book, like we were saying before, <laughs> I know, <laughs> what we were saying before, <laughs> uh, my book is called Love at First Sight, uh, F-I-T-E. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. And um, 
Yeah, I hope you do pick it up. It is a quick read, and it really takes you through what, exactly what we talked about today, but it gives very specific examples of profiles, emails, and even first date ideas. Perfect. Well, thank you, Erica, and thank you, everyone, for listening today, and I hope you all go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day.